0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the fantasy football endgame. Week one is here. Finally, the 2021 fantasy football season is ready to kick off. It's time to set lineups. You've drafted, you've put in the work and the research. So who do you start for that ever critical first game of the season? We're here to tell you which running backs we like and which are guys to sit for week one based on matchups and everything that we have spent time researching. So before we get to our starts and sits, don't forget, if you have a question that you want answered that we don't cover here, give us a comment right here on this channel. We answer every single comment on this channel. Or you can join our free Discord server. The link is in the description below. Talk fans football, and you can get your questions answered from a whole bunch of people in our community, not just us. So definitely join our Discord or leave a comment here, or do both, better yet. All right, so here we go. Ready to get this season underway. So your first must start. Now, we're not going to talk about the obvious guys. Yeah, you're going to start CMC and Dalvin Cook and those top 10 running backs probably. So who's somebody else, Chris, that you really like that you think must start in week one?
1: Yeah, this is a guy who was pretty much a must start every single week last year. Then it looked like he lost his job and now he has a job back and that's James Robinson of the Jaguars. We know all about Travis Etienne now with the the foot injury, the surgery, out for the year. So we're basically looking at you know, James Robinson and whatever Carlos had Hyde has left, and he's got a great week one matchup going against the Houston Texans, who might very well likely will be the worst team in the league, and this is going to be one of the few weeks the Jaguars are actually going to be favored this year. Yes, that's right. The Jaguars are favorites this week. That's how bad the Texans are. We know this run defense is terrible. They can't stop the run. They can't really stop the pass either, but you got to feel great If you drafted James Robinson either before or after the Etienne injury, got to feel great about him heading into week one against this Texans defense. One of the worst run defenses in the league. Start him up as a high upside RB2. Might even give you an RB1 week this week.
0: Yeah, I don't even think there's any might about it. I would be surprised if the Texans win more than one game this season. Honestly, they're, they're that bad. You could probably start all Jags against them this week. Now on the other side of the coin here, this looks like a terrible matchup going against the chiefs is generally not a good thing, uh, especially when it's on the road. So Cleveland gets the honor of facing Kansas city in week one. Well, generally that's not good for a running back because you know, you fall behind quickly. You want to catch up. You kind of abandon the running game, but not when it's a pass catching back and that's Kareem hunt. And so I'm not saying don't start Nick Chubb because I probably still would start Nick Chubb also, but Kareem hunt in this case, you know, he's the guy that's going to get the pass catching work he's pretty much an rb2 each and every week despite being i guess technically behind Nick Chubb. but in this matchup the game script might favor him don't forget a little extra motivation of course the former chief he's very familiar with arrowhead so there'll be no issues there i do think that cream hunt is a guy who's gonna get plenty of touches and so i wouldn't be worried about the matchup here even though on paper you think it's not necessarily the best for a running back in this case it actually might be better to go with hub even over Chuck hunt <laughs> you might even want to favor hunt over Chubb if you happen to be in the position to make that decision but i think don't get scared away of hunt this week i'm starting him no matter what all right who else you got chris who's your next must start running back
1: it's another kind of forgotten running back because of a rookie and that's raheem mostert of the 49ers I know everybody's really excited about trey sermon i'm excited about trey sermon you're excited about trey sermon but don't forget about raheem Mostert. he's still technically the number one guy there at least as far as we know right we, we, we only played one preseason game and when he did he played 10 straight snaps and then he came out of the game i think we're going to see a heavy dose of raheem Mostert. and oh by the way they're playing the detroit lions another terrible defense the lions much like the texans Are going to be a defense this year that you're just going to want to play as many players against as you can so if you drafted raheem mostert you know as your rb2 rb3 and you're not confident about the rb2 you have just put raheem mostert in there i think he's primed for a big game this week we know this guy on any play can hit a home run can take a can take a uh, any play to the house can just save his fantasy day on one play and in this 49ers offense this running scheme Tons of upside, so love Raheem Mostert this week against the Lions.
0: Another great matchup you definitely want to take advantage of. You know, I like Sermon a little better than Mostert as far as draft rankings go, but that's more second half. Look, early on, I do agree Mostert's going to get most of the work, so um, I'm definitely on Team Mostert this week. I'm also on Team Gus the Bus because, well, he's the lead runner in Baltimore, one of the run-heaviest teams in the league and so tyson williams is the rb2 definitely a guy to keep an eye on either on waivers or if you're doing a late draft um but he's not proven we don't know what he's going to give us yet and we know he's probably not going to get a ton of touches initially he's going to have to kind of earn his stripes gus edwards will get plenty of work going against the raiders it's an okay matchup on paper Uh raiders were just kind of middle of the pack run defense but for a lot of last year they're actually one of the worst run defenses they kind of tighten things up uh towards the end of the year but really that front four is just not really that improved you know a lot of guys who kind of turn out to be draft busts on that defense not anything to worry about gus is going to get plenty of volume ravens are going to rely on him i think we could see upwards of 20 touches from him good chance that he scores so if you drafted gus the bus you will probably be thankful this week it's definitely a matchup you want to roll with him all right chris one more must start at running back
1: yeah my final must start is miles gaskin of your dolphins i know there were some concerns in the preseason that you know maybe malcolm brown and miles gaskin would be splitting maybe this would be a full-on committee even with salvin achmed uh factored in but we saw in that second preseason game when when the dolphins really played their starters and really showed their hands it was miles gaskin getting all the work and not only that he got the goal line carry and even scored on a goal line carry so i'm not worried about Malcolm Brown. Yeah, Malcolm Brown will have a role. He might vulture some touchdowns. Definitely not worried about Ahmed. I think Gaskin's going to, you know, mainly be the guy here. Going to be involved in the passing game. The whole Miami Dolphins offense should be much better. You know that better than anybody else, probably. And you look at the matchup against New England, you think, ooh, New England, tough defense. Well, they're good against the pass, but they're not really that great against the run. I think Miles Gaskin is going to have some big gains in this one. He's going to get some work done in the passing game. I think he's going to be a solid to high-end RB2 this week. So don't be nervous about what happened in preseason or any of the reports you're hearing about this running back or that running back. You can trust Miles Gaskin in Week 1.
0: A lot of uh, misinformation about the Dolphins offense these days. Look, Gaskin's the guy. Uh, I don't think Malcolm Brown will do what he did the last two years. Now, this monster week one, that was with a different team in the Rams. So, uh, yeah, Brown, he could vulture touchdowns, but he's not somebody who you should really worry about. If you draft a Gaskins, probably as a low end RB2, you got to keep him in your lineup. Same thing with Mike Davis, kind of being drafted around that same range, kind of a fringy RB2, someone who seems to be the starter. We just don't know how many touches he'll get. It seems like a lot because Atlanta pretty much got rid of every running back other than mike davis in the preseason and then they added wayne gallman well wayne gallman's been with the team just a couple of days it's gonna take him a little time to acclimate to things he's a veteran but still it looks like they're just riding with davis he might get a lot more work than we even thought and you know this guy who does have the ability to catch the ball so uh definitely a ppr asset somebody they should roll with because if the falcons trust him he's gonna get goal line touches receptions carries You know, and this is not a matchup that you should be too scared of. They're not going to be behind. We don't think against Philly big. So yeah, Davis looks like he's got a lot of promise this week. All right. So those are the guys we like. Let's go now to the sits. These are some players that again, unless you really have no better option, which hopefully you do, uh, you want to keep these guys on your bench. So Chris, you're first up.
1: I'm going to cheat and I'm going to pick two running backs. And I'm saying the Buffalo Bills running backs should not be started in any capacity this week first of all we don't even know how this is going to go it looks like in preseason we may see these guys rotating series so we might see devon singletary for a series and then zach moss for a series and back and forth kind of like that even with that unknown out of the way this is one of the toughest defenses they could be playing this week and that's the pittsburgh steelers it's easy to forget that early in the year last year this steelers defense was one of the best run stopping units in the nfl they're healthy. They should be great again this year. I just don't see how you can trust Singletary or Zach Moss in your lineup this week. A, not knowing what kind of workload and volume they're going to see and B, against such a touch, tough defense. I think we're just going to see Josh Allen throw the ball, you know, 60 to 70% of the time in this game and the running backs really won't be involved much at all. So for me, not t- trusting either of these guys in week one.
0: Uh, for a second, I thought you were going to say we're going to see Allen throw the ball 60, 70 times, which, which would be impressive. Uh, that would be a shootout I'd love to watch. But, yeah, it's, you're definitely staying on brand there. You've been saying all offseason, just avoid the Bills running backs. And I'm I'm definitely in agreement there. I'm going to go completely off brand here. I love Javante Williams. I've been drafting him in a ton of places. But out of all those leagues, I'm not really starting him a lot of places in Week 1 because, well, he's a rookie. Uh, we don't know how much he'll touch the ball in Week 1. And Melvin Gordon's still there. Melvin Gordon's healthy. He's gonna be the lead back, hate to tell you, um, but that's probably what's gonna happen. Going against the Giants, again, that's not a scary team, but they have actually a, a pretty solid front there. Defensively, that's not their weakness, right? It is their defense. So I do think this is gonna be kind of a lower scoring game. Um, I don't see the Broncos being able to run the ball, you know, 25, 30 plus times. And I think Gordon gets most of the carries. So I love Javante Williams' upside, But i don't love it in week one i just think it's a little too risky i'd rather have one of those other guys we talked about a little bit earlier so i'm actually staying off of him for the most part all right chris one more guy that you feel you must sit if you have him on your roster
1: well this is very on brand and it's josh jacobs so there's there's a couple problems for josh jacobs this week and one's going to be a problem all year and that's the fact that if you go back and look at his fantasy game logs he's completely touchdown dependent, right? He's not going to catch you any passes. So in the games where he scores a touchdown, you're going to feel good when you start him. In the games when he doesn't, you're going to wish you would started somebody else. And this is going to be one of those games because A, it's Baltimore. I talked about the Steelers run defense. The Baltimore run defense is probably even better. So you can't count on this guy to give you 100 yards, 120 yards, 150 yards. That's not going to happen this week. We're probably looking at 40 to 50 yards more than likely. And Now you're you're saying, well, maybe he can score a touchdown. Okay, maybe he can. But he's got Kenyon Drake there, who had 10 touchdowns last year. They just went out and signed Peyton Barber. And whatever you think of Peyton Barber, he's a plotter, he's not very good. He will vulture touchdowns. That's what he does. That's his role. He's like Malcolm Brown, right? He's a big, bruising back that you love to use around the goal line. So it's hard to see or predict that Josh Jacobs is for sure going to score a touchdown this week. I think this is going to be one of those weeks where he has a sub 10-point game, which he does very often throughout the season whether you want to believe it or not i know you probably drafted him as your rb2 you might not have better options but if you have anybody better on your bench i would start him over josh jacobs this week
0: yeah jacobs definitely got by on volume last year had a ton of it with drake and now even barber there it's just it's just not going to be the same so definitely agree with you on that uh and speaking of volume i think james connor you know new place Maybe he'll be the guy there, but we have to see. He's going to be dependent on volume too, as far as carries. He's not going to be the pass catcher, and so he's just a very low floor, maybe non-existent even. Because Chase Edmonds is still there; he's the guy we know is the third-down back. So if game script goes uh, poorly for Arizona, Connor could be taken out, and uh, you know Tennessee again, not that it's such a great defense necessarily. But I feel like this is a team that is kind of matchup where at home Tennessee could get up on them and it could force Arizona's hand and they tend to get past happy at times too. So Connor, I don't think he's a terrible play this week. But again, I want to wait and see how he's used in this offense. I want to see how productive he is after their disappointing season in 2020. Um, I'm going to back off of him. You know, this is a guy who I do think is going to be a little bit volume and touchdown dependent as well, kind of like Jacobs was last year, except he's not going to get nearly that kind of volume. So I'm waiting on Connor if I hold him. You know, I prefer him as an RB3 desperation flex type for the time being. All right. So if you have any questions about guys that you want answered, that we didn't talk about here. Again, hit us up with a comment on this channel. We'll get to your question for sure. And then check out the Discord and the link below. Good luck in week one.